Welcome to Behind the Camera, a show dedicated to the producers, directors, technicians, and all the people who bring the images of sport to your television every night. I am your host, Uncle Jesse. On today's episode, I sit down with a friend of mine, Judd Mazur. He's a camera operator here in town. But before I get to that, this is my fourth episode, so I have to tell the story behind the Uncle Jesse name. My name is not Uncle Jesse. My name is Eric, and anyone who knows me knows that. I have many nicknames I've accumulated over the years. But I think Uncle Jesse has to be my favorite nickname. I got it from my colleagues on college football. So it's 2013. I get invited to come do college football when Fox launched it. I'm brand new to a crew that's been doing NFL together for years. I don't know these guys. I don't know any of them. I ride over from the airport with the Fox box operator and he invites me to dinner. So I figure, sure. I mean, what, what better way to get to know the crew guys than to go to dinner? So we get ready, we go to dinner, we're in Waco, Texas, and I can't even remember the place we went, but we go to this bar and we have some dinner. So we pull up, there's two cars, and I get out of the car with Eddie and with some of the other guys, and then out of the other car comes a group of camera guys, and one guy has clearly had a few drinks, and he wraps his arms around me and he says, Jesse, you think I'm a racist? I don't know what prompted the question. I didn't know him. I didn't know anything about him. I assumed he wasn't, but I don't know. It's an interesting question for someone to introduce themselves to you with. So I went along with it and I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I I don't know who you are. And one of the other guys, (laughs) one of the other guys just looks at him. He says, his, I don't think that's his name. He doesn't know my name. We've just met, but he's like, just, Hey, leave him alone. The guy's new. So for the rest of the night, he kept calling me Jesse. I just, I don't know what got in his brain. I don't know. I, I don't look like John Stamos. So I'm not sure what was in his mind. So the next day I decided to pull a prank on him. This time, I'm going to put in the monitor wall for my name. So in, in the wall of monitors in a TV truck, every operator's name is under their, whether their camera, their tape machine, whatever. So I decide in the monitor wall, instead of my name, I'm going to put Jesse. Producer walks in and says, what is that about? I said, just go with it. So we're in the middle of the game, first quarter, whatever it was, do a replay. And the director looks down and he looks, he goes, Jesse, we don't have a Jesse on this crew. And you just... Every camera guy at the same time opens their key, laughing, and poor, poor guy is so apologetic, and the rest of the game. So then I get Uncle Jesse, because now the director's going to take it to the next level, because I still, I don't look like John Stamos, but why not? So now he's I'm calling me Uncle Jesse. For the rest of the season, they call me Uncle Jesse, and so the name's made its way around. The best part was, about week seven, camera guy pulls me aside, like, not quite in tears, but really shaken and he's just like i am so sorry i did that and just apologizing up and down and to this day i tell him it is the greatest moment of my career because i have never laughed so hard i felt so right in the family with that crew that have been together and we're all good friends to this day and some of them run camera for me as a director and so we live in a very small world but it's just so much fun the things we do in the truck and those times those are the times that i remember that i enjoy I mean, the the games are great. I've had some great moments, but it's those moments at the restaurant. It's those moments when you meet new people. It's those times when you just laugh and we are a road family. On today's show, I sit down with Judd Mazur. He's a camera operator in Phoenix, Arizona. He works Diamondbacks home baseball as well as college football for Fox Sports. Judd, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you? Doing well, doing well. So how did you get into sports television, uh, the crazy adventure that is what we do? So um, I was a, originally how I got into this business is uh, 
at uh, Arizona State University. I uh, joined the broadcasting program um, in uh, late 89. I transferred from Iowa State, completely different uh, major, and um, got a job working at uh, Channel 8 ITFS. And what happened was is um, one day a fellow colleague of mine said, hey, we, got, uh, we need some extra people for uh, a uh, Arizona State game coming up here. And uh, would you like to just be on the field and help out? And I did. And that was uh, my first foray into production, so to speak. I was a utility, didn't know anything, didn't know what I was doing. And, um, you know, but it was a great experience. Loved being right there next to the action on the field. It was, it was a lot of fun. That's great. So fast forward about what, 20 years and you're doing American Ninja Warrior. I mean, from utility at ASU to one of the biggest shows on NBC. And how did you get hooked up with Ninja? Well, originally, um, worked my way in, obviously became a handheld, did a lot of college football, obviously, and um, uh, worked with a director a long time ago and I always been a good colleague and a good friend now, Pat McManus and gave me a call about seven, eight years ago and said, Hey, we need somebody to try this show out. We need a couple of sports guys. And so he, uh, hired me and a couple other guys that he worked with on his football package along with, you know, the 18 or more Hollywood, uh, camera people. And so that was kind of how I got into that. You know, my family and I are huge fans of the show. And in 2015, someone finally climbed the rope. In fact, two guys climbed the rope. What was that like when you guys were shooting it? I mean, you guys, I don't know, most people don't know, you shoot early in the year and it airs later. And so for one, you kind of have to keep a secret for a couple of months, but also, I mean, they both climbed the rope and it was fractions of a second that was the difference between a million dollars and second place. Yeah, I mean, it was obviously uh, a great moment at the time. And um, what what we were, you know, basically after we were done shooting, Shooting that, we were told, um, you know, obviously no social media, nobody could tell what happened, and uh, nobody could say anything to anyone, and we kind of kept it on the, you know, on the low, and um, so it was, it was pretty amazing. Um, by that time, and that was in Las Vegas, uh, it was a long ten days, and I think the production crew and everybody was exhausted. We shoot overnights. Anything, anybody knows anything about the? production schedule it's pretty grueling it's a you know crucible and um by the end of that i think we were all just happy that somebody won the producers uh came through and uh you know claimed a winner and it was it was cool but we're also happy that it was over <laughs> <laughs> from our perspective yeah but it was you know we also knew it was, we also knew it was very exciting for for the fans at home so rewind a few decades and 2001 Diamondbacks team we work for, well, not right now, but normally year in, year out, we're working for them throughout the summer. In 2001, yeah. they made that epic run to the World Series. What was that regular season like for the crew, for the home crew? I mean, the playoff crew kind of comes in, they do the postseason, they get to experience the hype, but you guys get to do right. 80 home games and you watch that team throughout the season. I mean, did you know they were going to go to the World Series? Did it have that feeling? Yeah, I mean, we had, you know, we had the, the right pitchers in place, I think. You know, you had the one, two with uh, Johnson Schilling. You had a lot of role, key role players. Um, Brenly was great. I mean, he knew how to manage those guys and let them play. Um, and um, it was, was fun. I mean, we didn't, you know, nobody knows going into the season what's going to happen. 
but it just it, it didn't seem quite magical. But I tell you, it just towards the end, you're kind of thinking, okay, they did this, they did this, and then when they beat St. Louis, and uh, you know, and then and then it went from there. It was just then it became really kind of uh, wow, this could happen. So um, I wasn't there at the time. Um, I was committed to college football with Fox Pac-10 football, oh, wow. and so. Um, I, I wasn't every day asked, well, what's that like? You know, we're at the game. I was never at the game. So I was a fan watching, believe it or not. So, so was that nice to be on the road working college football and then be able to enjoy it as a fan instead of, you know, you still got to focus, you got to shoot. Like sh- shooting playoffs and working playoffs is actually hard for us because you really sure. can't enjoy it because you're working. Yeah. Like you enjoy the moment, you enjoy the atmosphere, but you're working. Yeah. So you got to be paying attention and you can't just sit back and enjoy the game. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, it, I would stand. I mean, it was very, it was crazy because it was, you know, obviously post 9-11. And I know the whole nation was going, <laughs> or at least most of the nation was going for the Yankees, I think, because just for that fact of that uh, post 9-11 and, um, you know, we were here in Arizona and it was, it was exciting. And it was probably, it was, you know, obviously it's got to be one of the best series ever. Uh you know, within our lifetime, because just because of all the drama and uh, what happened. And, 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 you know, I think it ended here in November and that was, it was crazy. I mean, we, we you know, when we saw uh, Jay Bell score that winning run after Luis Gonzalez bloop, I mean, it was, it was insane. And, um, you know, just remarkable, really cool. So you mentioned you did college football for PAC 10 you eventually found yourself on the show, the ABC Saturday football show. Uh, what did you do on that show and what are your, some of your favorite memories along the way? To start off, you know, doing the 2006 national championship, Texas, USC, one of the greatest college football games ever. I think, um, obviously a little biased, but it was an outstanding game. Obviously it came down to the wire, a bunch of Rose Bowl, the hundredth, uh, Rose Bowl was cool being part of that, being in at the coin toss with Finn Scully was kind of cool. Uh, and asked him later I said hey Ben and, you know just try to pull him aside and, you know after he walked off and we had a break there so, what did you think was that pretty cool and he's like I am so amazed this is so fun this is I'm so honored you know and he, was, he was like a little kid it was really cool um, and that was cool that was one of the good moments um, lots of great national championship games it's just a you know, blur because as you know as us freelancers we go from job to job to <laughs> And I've been known that guy that does like I'll do like did the national championship and the next day I'm doing a Coyotes game. So um, it all kind of blends in after a while. Uh, but yeah, great, great moments. Uh, mainly great camaraderie with the crew. Great group of people. As a handheld operator being down on the field, what's the game like for you? I mean, most most a lot of the camera operators are on hard cameras or on a platform. They're up in the stands, but you're right on the field running around trying to get those great moments. What is the atmosphere like on the field of college football? It's, I can't, it's hard to imagine or hard to describe. I need to give it to somebody, but it's, it is, uh, you feel really like uh, hyper-connected to the field. It's, there's, it's nothing else that anybody's ever experienced. I mean, you're right there and you're literally feet away from the coaches, from the players, from the plays. It's really, it's really fun. I mean, it's really how I, I always ramp up to it, obviously. And then after a while you get used to that, but I think the run out is exciting. It's probably, I always told my directors, I said, the run out is always just gets you charged because they're charged. And so I just hardly describe, but it's cool. I mean, it really is. And, and anybody that's ever been on the field, even if you're just a photographer or like, you know, you'll catch somebody on the sideline, they, they just can't, you know, this is amazing. You know, 
And occasionally in my career on the heads of handheld, I'd sit there like, or at the Rose Bowl. And as the sun setting, just going and just taking a moment and just going, this is really cool. I mean, how lucky am I? So I think that's par for the course for a lot of us camera operators, even if you're just there, even if you're camera one or camera 26, to be at an event like that is really cool. Is there one shot you got that stands out to you in your career shooting all that college football? I would say it was, I wasn't even part of a package at the time. I think I was working, I did the uh, national championship in 03. I think it was, uh, you know, Miami, Ohio State. <laughs> it was kind of a fluke. And uh, I was one of the handhelds on the near side. We usually have on those configurations, they usually have four handhelds. So they have a game and another handheld to cover mostly the benches or color, whatever. So I was the secondary handheld on the Ohio State sideline. And um, I was running down to get the goal line shot. And the other handheld, uh, he went around the corner, which he normally does. And um, I got caught. My cable got caught. And I was trapped. I couldn't go anywhere, right? So I'm actually at the edge of the coach's box. And I'm just sitting there. And I'm like, I have nothing to shoot. The action's going away. You know, there's a million cameras shooting action. So I thought, what the heck? I'm going to ISO Jim Trestle. And um, I, I just sat there and just, I, I actually looked at him at one time. He was close to me. Um, you know, obviously Jim Trestle, the sweater vest. And, uh, <laughs> and I actually, at one point, was like, hey, coach, just kick me out of here. And he's like, no, no, you're fine. So I just sat there and iced him. And we just, we just, I just iced him. And they went to overtime. And the same, I just shot reactions of him. And I think that was just one thing that just sticks out. But that probably, probably helped me, uh, uh, you know, uh, forge my career right there from that. You know, it's always something like that. And it's just a matter of luck, dumb luck. And like I said, my cable was completely caught up. I could not go anywhere. I was trapped. And a couple of colleagues you and I work with were my utilities. And um, it was it was cool. Life as a handheld operator isn't always those amazing moments. Sometimes you have some not so amazing moments. What is it like trying to shoot a marching band on the field at halftime? They always like to show the marching band. And so they run all the cameras out on the field and... You had your fair share of adventures doing that. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> it was actually pregame. So I'm at Ohio State and I have an RF camera. So I've got a wide angle. I've got a 4.7. So, and I've got, you know, I've got this thing mapped up. This is a phone player. Uh, I get up right up next to him and he dots the eye and he does the old like this. And he, <laughs> I didn't hear the audio at the time. And uh, he says, look out. Wow. Well, it looked really bad, you know. <laughs> I think we had one of my colleagues, uh, camera one was John Lubash at the time, and he was shooting me, he was isoing me. And if you saw the shot, it doesn't look that bad. It looks just like I got crushed. And it actually hit the front end of my shroud, and I didn't give enough space. And uh, that's why they don't use wide angles in boxing, I guess. And <laughs> so it just looked really bad, and so it was kind of funny. And uh, people came up to me like, what were you doing? You know, my director at the time, Derek Mulder, was like, are you serious, dude? He's like, Jelly, what are you? He's just like laughing. So I was all over like the, the news shows and like this guy, look at this. And then, you know, you know, the internet's like, look at this moron camera. <laughs> you know, like that's me. But, uh, it, you know, it's just a, it was just bad spacing for me, you know, but it just looked, it was funny. But consequently that year, Ohio State went to the Rose Bowl and I got a picture of him and I like this, like, Hey, <laughs> he was, we're laughing. The whole state, Ohio State band noted recognized me too. So, but, uh, yeah, that was, it's probably my crowning achievement, one of many. Yes. Um, but uh, I just I think it's funny. I mean, I do. I think a lot, you know, 
I think it's fun. laugh at myself for that anyway. And so if I go down in history like that, I suppose I do. Well, you'll go down in history for a lot more things than that. Speaking of history, <laughs> what is one of your favorite moments you've ever done in television or even experienced that you've been on the road? Best. Okay. So like done, been like, you know, a role player on some large games, whatever, name it, you know, done spelling bee, done <laughs> X games, been some cruel moments there, done a lot of different stuff. But uh, in 2010, I was very fortunate to be a part of the broadcast crew that covered men's hockey. It, it was a, it was really tough. It was like we, you know, we do three games a day. So you start at nine o'clock and you end at like 1030 at night. Well, it was funny because I actually loved every second of it. It was just tough. And we literally get like a 20 minute break in between matches, if you guys remember. And so um, Olympic hockey, when they had the pros play, it wasn't amateurs, you know, in 2010, it was in Vancouver and the hockey was awesome. I mean, it was incredible. I mean, when we got back from that and came back and did, you know, like did a Coyotes game <laughs> two weeks later, a week later, it's like, oh my God, these guys are just, they're dragging it. They're playing so slow. The, the level of intensity and competition is elite, elite, elite. And it was so cool. Um, and just the, the crowning achievement was the, you know, USA, Canada. That was cool to be there. I mean, I was just, I, I, it was amazing. Uh, just sat there and on my camera and just looked around and all the sweet, you know, obviously the place is going nuts. And, you know, it was basically who's who of Canada was there. You know, I'm looking over, you know, there's the prime minister and, oh, of course, Wayne Gretzky, which, you know, in here in the States, yeah, whatever, but there it's like, wow. So it was really cool, man. It was, yeah, that was, that was definitely my, my most favorite moment being a freelance camera operator. And to this day, I'm trying to find the other one, and there's a couple, but that above and beyond is is uh, was really cool. Very, very humbled and honored to be a part of it. It was an amazing game. It was tough loss for the Americans, but hey, it was still a great, amazing game. I mean, couldn't have asked for yeah. a better game. Um, yeah, it was, the Canadians it was, were happy, but sure. Well, thank you for sitting down, taking the time with me. Uh, stay safe during these times. Hopefully we get back to doing some baseball soon. And yeah, man. it's going to be crazy in our industry if this all happens all at the same time. So, yeah, let's so, hope. In the meanwhile, stay safe with your family. And uh, thank you for coming on the show. Thanks. Sir. Appreciate it. For more information on terms you've heard today or to watch past episodes, visit BehindTheCamerapodcast.com. We'll see you next time.